Hello and welcome back to Barely D&D, a sort of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Landon and this week we are jumping into episode 38, The Sea of Storms Part 1. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and recap last week's episode 37, The Pale Tower. Leaving behind the opalescent tome and the myriad affairs in the home cove's other corners, the fungis reach their final business of meeting with Lady Bella Andrin and her regal pale tower in the port city's rich upper districts. The party peruse the tower's beautifully manicured grounds, enter the tower with the welcome of the lady's pleasant staff, and enjoy amicable conversation before the lady herself comes to greet them. The powerful enchantress quickly brushes formalities aside and begins conversation of the magical items which the party brought for her examination. Small insights were gleaned into a number of objects, including the tantalizing realization that Boz's Crook of the Mad Prince could gain further abilities with use. But the meat of the rendezvous was achieved when Roe suggested that the Great Mage use her resources to relieve Boz of the superfluous enchantment of his magical tattoo. Lady Andra saw an opportunity before herself and pressed the group to trade this service for the currying of a deeply mysterious metal box to the King of Telethanam, to which the group agreed. With the additional promise of land in the same kingdom upon the successful completion of the task, Boz then underwent an arcane operation as the crystal tattoo in his arm was meticulously disenchanted, seizing the circumstance to engage the lady in a chess game of inquiry and answer, trading secrets and insights in turn. With their business concluded, the fungi departed from the powerful mage and met back up with their crew at the poor bet, ready to leave the wondrous city of Home Cove behind and sail toward the harsh northern isle of Alabon for more clandestine purposes. And with that, let's get into this adventure. Welcome back to Barely D&D. This is a sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Zach. There's other people around. You know what it is. This is, <laughs> uh, this is episode 38, which I will not wow. give the name to Whoa. for anyone yet. Because um, we don't know where it's going to go. But, well, I know, but He's I'm not saying. He's surprising us. Um, but yes. before we do anything, we have to welcome our special guest this week, Jackie Bird. Episode 38. We love yeah. you. We're two episodes away from 40. Uh, that's wild. I believe we have a letter from, from the et- et- quest- we question. We do have a question from Maloney. Okay, so I had a question, but as I was sitting here waiting for you guys... I came up with another question. So which question do you guys <laughs> want? Two. All number of them. Two. All two. of the above. Okay. Have you two. all seen House Hunters? I'm assuming. Yes. 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 Oh, I know. House Hunters. Okay. Sorry, Micah. Um, <laughs> you know how on House Hunters they're like, oh, I need, these are my three things that I need in a house. I want to know what your three like, oh, wait, no, I know what house hunters would be are. if your character were like, okay. Buy a house. I thought okay. it was about ghosts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they call it ghost hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the DM NPC this week? Mr. G. Mr. G? Mm, we did that last time. Oh, sorry. I just really like Mr. G. Merida. Yeah, yeah. America. I like her. Oh, I thought we were talking. Okay, never mind. I was thinking about. Oh wow! Oh, Merida. Awesome. Voice. Also, is Merida supposed to be from Brave? Brave. I love that name. Oh, because she has like the red hair, hair. Yeah, and she, she kind of talks with the same accent. So, yeah, yeah, she does. Like, okay. Okay. Nope. <laughs> but I do see that. I do see that okay. correlation now. Maybe it's subconscious. Who knows? Can Boz go first? Sure. sure. I only had one answer, but I want to just dive right into the confusion. <laughs> what are your three things? I have one. Uh, <laughs> the most important one is a big tree. Um, naturally. In the, in the middle what of the house? What do you want to have yeah, that'd a be big great. tree? I, I, don't, I don't mind. Maybe it'd be a tree house, but like a dru- druids can't teleport. They have to walk into trees. Uh, so 
And then he would walk out of the tree in his house. <laughs> just, just picturing paws, just face planting into an oak tree. A hot tub, paws. and then mm. a man cave. <laughs> his man cave is just is just a garden. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, welcome to the man cave, guys. Just a bunch of people drinking it's, IPAs, looking at plants, going like, that's nice. It's more a she shed than it is a man cave. But. What does he call it? Like, does he have a name for it? Uh, man garden. <laughs> I think Craig had some help in naming it. I <laughs> this is, no, this is Boss, such a good question. Boss Melanie. had named it his garden, and Craig was like, "You garden? You should name it a man garden." Yeah, it's it cool. was like man, man, man garden. <laughs> this is canon. This is true. <laughs> Craig three. Um, definitely a giant basement. Like I'm talking like a really big basement. A dungeon. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And dragons. Um. <laughs> A pool with the jacuzzi, and okay. and um, so like humble stuff. The biggest fridge you have ever <laughs> seen, packed with steaks. Like like. Sometimes Craig is a really nuanced person, and sometimes he's <laughs> just the most basic bro. And is, it's just is there are there bud heavies in the fridge? Bud heavies. <laughs> like Craig bud doesn't ones. drink. Oh, that's I'm just kidding. I don't Did know. He used to I don't drink? know. I haven't thought about Craig, it. Craig, as a seventeen-year-old girl, I haven't thought yeah, about it. Yeah, like, Craig's, Craig's a natty light man all day long. <laughs> Um, oh gosh. Or okay. White Claw. Yeah. Um, Greta, big three. Greta, I feel like she would like to live in um, a, a damp cave. <laughs> hey, man. You're right. With bread. What are your big three? Stuffed in Earwigs and dirt. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. You, Abby, are Greta. We were going to bed last night and I found a loaf oh of bread, my goodness, the bread under the shoe cubby that you dropped Damn. under there. The and, and I was like, Did I drop it? You just found a loaf of calcified bread. Um, it was and in real no, life. part of it was in my bag. I believe you guys. No, it, <laughs> I was there for you. There yeah. was bread in her bag and under the shoe cubby. And Miguel was like fishing it out with his claws. Loaves of bread, audience. It was real life. I, I was thinking the other day, last night, I was like, I was thinking about that piece of bread, and I was like, I guess I finished it. Like, I, don't... <laughs> I thought you did it on purpose. Oh like, I don't want this bread anymore. I guess I'll keep it on the actually throw it in Jackie's bag. For Christmas, we all need to get you a jacket with really big pockets or something. Yes. You do. I what was are, like, okay. What are Greta's three things in a home? Oh. <laughs> okay, lots of plants. I think like oh, lots. Yeah. Okay, May, like I'm thinking her dream house would be like, like like uh, jungle. Like I don't want to say like a shed, but like think like as much of a greenhouse as like a house can get. Okay, so like a ton of just, uh, like wall to mm, or floor to ceiling windows. Yes, yes. Ton yeah. of natural light and like a lot of think like if you made. I love Greta likes mid century modern, and that's me projecting, and that's okay. Yeah. So like you know like those cat houses or like those big cat things. Like a what? <laughs> like a cat, like the cat, a cat tower? tower. Yeah, a cat tower. Uh-huh. So imagine if you took a cat tower. Are you? That's my a first human thing. Size one? Made it yes, and made it like I knew made it, it gnome sized. Oh my gosh! And then like made it mid century modern, <laughs> and made it like lots of windows and lots of plants. So cat tower, mid century modern, greenhouse. Fast Gatekeep. forward, fast forward <laughs> twenty years in the future. This is actually where Abby's living. <laughs> Um, okay so is this like it's fine to do modern day things right from what everyone else said okay um one would be like a really dope studio (gasps) to be able to record perform maybe it has a little stage in the corner so when she has friends over she can kind of entertain um two a really nice big like 
huge, really crisp, clean, like all white and stainless steel kitchen, like huge, like for her to be able to like, cause she likes, she likes sweets and all. And I feel like in her free time, she would like to bake and stuff like that, like learn how, um, Am I projecting my summer camp character? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so like a really nice kitchen that she keeps super clean. And then um, the last thing would be like a kind of like a meditation room, Ooh. but like almost like, like kind of like a little offshoot. I don't want to say temple because it's in her house, but like church of saloon, like meditation ah. area, really serene. Maybe there's like a little koi pond in there and like rocks oh, and very quiet. Like it's her quiet, like place where she goes to like meditate and reflect. And, and reflect and, uh, cause she is like, we don't talk about it much, but Rose, like Rose, like the most religious person in this party. Huh. Um, so all those I little think... star stickers that you can put on the ceiling that you have. Yeah, in your yeah exactly. Oh. Except they're, except they're the crystals that were in. Um, it's just like really like, you know, you don't bring any phones in there. You don't bring yeah. like, she just goes in there to like but meditate. Does pray. she bring her loot in there? Yeah, sometimes probably. Yeah. But like she's not out there playing like Craig's inspiration songs. She's playing you like You better know she should. She's playing like, you know, very serene. She doesn't stuff. pray to Craig's inspiration songs. <laughs> like <laughs> Rose <laughs> heavy. Spaghetti on the sweater already. Um it's Merida, right? Nah, I'm so excited. Merida's yes. big three are <gasps> Wait, um Can we do the couple? Can they be like what is their big three? The couple? Of course. Like they're um, the Edelsbins big three oh. are well, they probably have different big threes okay. though, right? Never, never mind. Never mind. So Merida's are um she wants oceanfront property. Mm-hmm. Um she wants to be at least five miles away from Lady Andra. <laughs> and um she wants she wants a large kitchen because Joaquin Edelsbin is a very good cook. And she like wants so his that. name's Joaquin. Yes, she wants Merida. she wants that to go well. Oh, oh that ah! Oh, I, I love, love them love. so much. I love love. You'll know who Merida is, Melanie, when you listen to it. <laughs> she was a really great person, and we were so sad when she died. <laughs> <laughs> they liked her almost as much as they liked Lady Andra. <laughs> but Abby's faces throughout. I hope we. I know. Session. I like. I couldn't. Like, her and I were both just like. <laughs> but um, this ain't that, and that ain't rap. So we're gonna get into our episode. We open with. I'm gonna just try and remember what was even happening. We were at the but ship. You said we got all the way to the ship because everyone is together. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a DM. Fun guys. <laughs> I knew you were looking for that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was. Um, <clears throat> the fun guys have made it back to the beachfront property of Home Cove. And probably because this is the first time we're going to see it for a while, I'm just going to, in the briefest moment, describe it again because it's really cool. Um, there's this, that, that giant um, uh, upward stabbing caldera so many miles wide that Home Cove is built up into in the side of what was once some great mountain. Just like sort of tapers off into that beach off of the edge of the stone, cobblestone street. It rises up from it. Whoever did the construction to create that road on the edge of the beach had to work hard at it. Um, because this is in an age before any of the modern construction equipment. So that was a lot of work. And that's something that you appreciate every time Craig you walk by a crowd. Um, but the beach, shallow, very short, but lovely, is uh, in front of you all. And, and the way that it's constructed, because the, the beach is so brief, um, sometimes at low tide, there's maybe like 40 feet of beach. And then at high tide, there's none. And the ocean water comes right up to the edge. So the beach is always very smooth because whatever's there always gets washed away in the course of the tides. 
and the long docks run run out from the edge of the cobblestone cobblestone streets, and the many ships are um, at port. And as always, just a frightening number of Kefkin vessels coming in and out because Home Cove is such an important navy base for the Empire. And um, you guys are uh, at the edge of the beachfront, um, having conducted your business at the Pale Tower, the Opalescent Home, all of the different stuff. Uh, because in two days, you guys um, met with a powerful mage, met with another powerful mage, um, learned uh, incredible amounts of lore, got in an underground ring fighting competition, all the stuff, choked on your own hair. Um, <laughs> that was very uh, rewarding to see. <laughs> and I also drank tea. Yeah, and you did. We yeah. are sort of being past all of that, and you guys are. Uh, we'll say the four of you guys are all together walking up to the poor bet. It's tiny little structure just bobbing up and down in front of you all. I really wish I was are, there, like in real life. Are oh. we pulling? <laughs> are we pulling out of Home Cove? Like we're leaving it, like on the ship? Ugh, sorry, no, no. Uh, the, the The ship is at the dock, and you guys are just okay. approaching it. The last preparations are being made for... Do we for... see Spaguber or anyone on deck? Uh, yeah. Um, a number of the... Uh, Spaguber hasn't... Uh, he said that he was doing inventory, so he's probably below deck, mm -hmm. which you all would be able to put together. But um, Bill Free and Ploff are uh, uh, just, you know, tying things down, getting everything ready, just going about their business above deck because you guys have grown accustomed. Hey, Ro. Or... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, what's up, balls? <laughs> I hate to ask this so soon... Could I have the ring, please? Yeah, I saw this coming. <laughs> um, yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, Jack and I were talking last night after everyone left, and she was like, I had a magic item for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, Ro, you slip off your um, thin, slim Electrum ring with its three equally distant studded diamonds, and you hand it over to Boz. Yes. Boz, you may put the ring of quickening in your inventory. And for you guys, you'd be aware that it's probably about, like, it's about five in Home Cove. Okay. Five p.m. Five p.m. ish. Are we in a rush? This is Craig asking everybody. Uh, a mean, rush to leave? Yeah. Are, are we are we hurrying right now? Is this hurry time? Uh, I don't think we're hurrying, but okay. we're like tr um, Craig sits down, takes off his shoes, and puts his feet in the water. <laughs> okay. So Craig walks back, climbs down off the docks, goes up to the water's edge, takes off his shoes, and just starts splishing around in the waves. And he's gonna Kay. write a little bit to Catherine, like work on the letter he's Aww. writing. Really Craig. Craig can't complain. Craig, I'm still on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, are we so on from the boat? from like okay, <laughs> so to visualize here, like the the docks go. We'll say where you where where the poor bet is positioned because it's in between two other ships, which have to be far enough out that they're not near the beach, uh, close enough to run aground. So maybe like Craig walked a hundred feet back down the dock, got off of the dock, walked over to the water's edge. So Craig's now like hundred and thirty feet away from you. You can see him over there. So from like hundred feet to four, thirty feet away, Greta's going, Craig, and Craig, you <laughs> definitely can't hear her, and you're just. <laughs> like sort of kicking up in the waves the sand is soft under your feet feels good um yes you, you have some pretty heavily calloused feet from all your years of working in the mines and um time traveling in hard boots and uh, it feels so good to have that like gentle exfoliation on your skin and the waves are cool and the the, the temperature in home cove is just perfect in this early summer um it's incredible and uh in this last day of spring and the cool water is on your feet and you're just sort of scribbling away in your journal it's beautiful there's the occasional ah, ah, of, shut of up. birds going over. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my moment. Um, while you guys are next to the vessel, um, Spaguber's head just sort of like pops up from below the, the uh, hatch door and goes, my adventure is already ready to get rowling. I'm ready. Um, oh, it's, it's Tello down is there. Is Tello and Nombeck? Uh, Tello, do, do you need him? No, we're uh, just no. wanting to make sure everyone's yeah. Never mind, Tello. 
What about Noam? Uh, she'll probably be back in a moment. I have I something assume. for her. Oh, that's so sweet, <laughs> Riley. Now, have you seen her since we? Have you seen her at all today? No. Nope. Oh. When was the last time you saw her? <laughs> this morning, I think. Okay. Did she say she was coming back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're also worried. Also, we pay her, back. so I mean, you know, I, I assume she's coming back. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Wait, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't say that. Boss says with this <laughs> tremendous gold of bear, <laughs> bag of gold, <laughs> like weighing down at his side, like carrying this 30 pound dumbbell at his side, with basically. With his three magic items. <laughs> <laughs> your back pain. The boss like says from this electrum ring, stabbing his hand, gold at his side. <laughs> Wait, no, like he Blue has suit. He has a yeah. suit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're still wearing your suit. <laughs> Rich people. He has a genuine heavy weight on his side. Yes. Is this muscle getting worked out more than this muscle? Yeah, he'll ah. need PT in a couple years, but okay. that's fine. What are you talking about? I can shift it around, and it's also a lot lighter now. Actually, if we're getting into the nitty-gritty of this, Boz probably has like six bags, because you couldn't keep all that in one bag practice. I only Understood. have 95 coins. Or does he have a... If a, you lot have... Of, a lot of your gold is gold. No, I, I only have 95 platinum now. Where did all the gold go? I used it. I spent it. All? Yeah. Never mind. Boz has one very reasonably sized bag. Imagine of coins if you had a hundred quarters. It'd be a nice bag, but yeah, it no. Be... Never mind. That's Boz makes an excellent point. Anyway, we you, should, should, you know, Boz. Um, I was sitting there looking at old uh, money bags. Bag. <laughs> um, we should get like a bag of holding or something to carry our money, so Ooh. we only always have to have one bag. I have a cloak of holding. That's pretty good. Oh, but I don't know. And then Greta can have know, all the, the money. Yeah, but then the money would get all like dirty. You could, you could put it in a protective. There'd be like jelly on it. I don't have jelly in my cloak right now. Not right now. <laughs> Never mind. I love you, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm down anyway. for a bag of holding. As all this it's is happening, just, just for the sake of it, like you guys are onloading on and offloading your items onto the ship, you know, everyone's everyone's preparing, going up and down below deck, getting the vessel ready. Um, and uh, after a little bit, Craig, I assume you return to the vessel. I actually leave forever. Okay. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Craig I'm leaves just forever. Kidding. Um, Have a nice life, Michael. We'll see you on the next podcast. Mike, I'll see you for our uh, one-on-one <laughs> campaign later. Uh, <laughs> Where I get fought. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so at some point, Craig, Craig returns to the vessel. You have to do that really frustrating thing where you're like, you get the sand off your feet. Well, no, now there's more sand on your feet. And like eventually it occurs to you to go climb up on the deck, just sit there and rub it off your feet for a while. Guys, there's sand between my toes! <laughs> eventually, Craig returns to the vessel um, and you uh, uh, put your journal away. Everyone begins onloading and offloading. And after a bit, you guys are just sort of sitting there waiting on them. And it takes hmm. maybe like... Hmm. 10, 12 minutes. But eventually, this little goblin uh, comes mm. just sort of like... She's walking in broad daylight. And goblins aren't like illegal or anything. But even if she's just walking down the dock, she's like darting between people's legs. So mm. like, it doesn't look like she's necessarily sneaking. But were someone looking for her, she could be a bit hard to find. Gosh, I love her. And um, She's just slipping in between people, and eventually she sort of approaches the ship from the side and begins walking up to the deck. She looks at you all, gives a little wave. I wave. Nom! And uh. I Craig goes up to Nom. <laughs> Hello? I, I was sitting at the ocean waves earlier. Oh, man. And I drew... I know. <laughs> I, drew, I drew a portrait of you. I don't have it. I wish I had it. But he, Craig pulls out this little, like... Like, 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 really awkward, like, goblin photo of just, like, like a stick figure. And oh, then, like, no. he goes, oh, no, she has ears. Like, and then, like, you know, like, <laughs> like tries to, 
it resembles a goblin, but it's very much a stick figure. And he's like, Thank you, Craig. Yep. <clears throat> she takes it. She just sort of folds it in three awkward, uneven angles and puts it in the store in her cloak. Where have you been? <laughs> and she just walks by you. <laughs> and she just walks around you oh, and no. uh, climbs up the railing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got something for you. We went to the opalescent home, and um, we thought that you might enjoy these. And Ro hands her the Look, two guys, we've talked fireworks. To, oh my goodness! <laughs> and uh, we saw those and knew that you had yeah, to have them. You, they the just you know the fireworks are big in your hands, Ro. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're probably about uh, a foot long to us. They're big in your hands. Yeah. When she holds them, they're huge. <laughs> they're like holding like full size huge fireworks. And she goes. No, this is good. You guys did good. They're magical. Good. Yeah. You should have fun with them. What do they do? They can create uh, illusions yeah. up to 10 feet tall. You can light them and they're like, I think one's light blue, one's red. This should be fun for you. Okay, no. You guys did good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> you like my drawing though, right? She tucks them under her <laughs> arm and starts going down the ladder. Dun, 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 below deck. <laughs> <laughs> do, I get, do I get a point of friendship or not? <laughs> um, so you, you guys are like, uh, what's the, the system in video games where you like invest in certain NPCs? Uh, yes. by positive Valley. Stardew Valley hearts. Thank you for the gift. <laughs> and he goes above. Um, uh, but Spigoober sort of like gives a high trill whistle. And Bilfrey and Ploff begin turning the crank at the front of the ship, which begins lifting up the anchor. And um, he puts his hands on the uh, wheel and he begins turning it. And the little the little subtle um, bits of light from beneath the rudders, beneath the waves go. And the arcane features of the poor bet begin lighting up and the ship begins slowly moving backward out of its space, sort of like just nudged in between ships where it didn't necessarily have a spot, um, but it's just so small. And it begins pulling out of the dock and out into the ocean of the uh, Skilianazga once more. And you guys return to sea, leaving Home Cove behind. Slowly but surely as the city pales in size behind you. Um, Bye, Home Greta, Cove. Greta, do, do we need to uh, talk to Shpagoober more about uh, our delivery? I mean, I know mm. you chatted with him, but just so we know we're on the right course. Shpagoober's at the helm, yeah. just doing like a little jig. <laughs> As you guys yeah. out, so. I start a little playing a little oh. bit. <laughs> he turns out, he waves his head out inside. <laughs> I think that um, uh, are, who's around us right now? Would Bilfrey and Plop be Bilfrey and Plop are working below deck. Um, Nam has gone up into her little hammock in the ceiling, and uh, Tello Tello is just leaning forward on one of the rails at the front. He has to really double over because the railings are low, but he's leaning <laughs> on one of them, looking over at the sea. Um, say hey guys, I think that um we should be very careful about even the details about what we're carrying while we're carrying it I think that are what we yeah. should I mean yeah. Yeah, unless you'll have something else you'll want to suggest I think it should be we can tell Shpigoober that it's very important and very discreet but yeah. we're taking something for a request of somebody to this place and that's what we're doing maybe yeah. Tello I think I think he's like a party member yeah I mean Tello is I mean we kind of I mean we kind of yeah. dragged yeah. Tello into it if, no, if, he's we, a if something happens official fun but... guy you guys about six seconds later um, Tello <laughs> walks up behind Rogue. Boz and goes um, I heard my name a bunch yes uh, what's going on we're carrying a, a package yeah. oh this is um, this is the bit for oh. Lady Andra right yes, yes. Yeah. you know you know Lady Andra no, but you guys told me that you were going to go talk to her. Oh, she, yeah. um, oh, yeah. oh, let me, I took notes about what the organization was called. Oh, look at Landon. Wow. wow it was Lando. called Lando. Um, she is part of the house Dunholm. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, it's, uh, we have to be very discreet about it, but we're taking it to gotcha. 
we're taking it to Dunhall to to uh what to is the it king to tell it's very discreet all right and no uh, one's supposed to know that <laughs> guys we just got high end we um there's land involved yeah. For what was it, an acre at the mountain? If we do do really good, if we if we do really good, for all of us to share, they'll give us an acre of land at the base of a mountain in a wealthy district. All right, four acres outside of town. Yeah, (laughs) you guys are the best. Hello, look me in the eyes. This is already weird, Craig. But hello, I'm I'm looking at you. This cannot be shared with literally. If you tell people, then we might. It's like very big trouble. Just really to worry about. You realize that this is what I do. I trust you. And this is but a concept I, I ran by you guys weeks ago about yeah. being discreet. Communication is new to me. <laughs> I just thing. want to do. You guys have joined me on this venture to do this same thing for my <laughs> employer. But this, this is what I do on a regular basis. I mean, it's okay. We are all on the same page, though, right? Totally on the same. Page. Understood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Understood. Um, and he just he just nods and gives you like a little fist bump. Aww. I'm growing, bro. You don't even know. Uh, yeah, you Anyways. <laughs> oh, so we have to take it there very discreet can't tell anybody anything take what uh an item no, no, that, do you, do you want to do it's, 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 it's a package it was, guys it was no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, i think pause you put together that he's doing like a i don't even know what you're talking about oh. and it, but it like genuinely <laughs> takes pause a second <laughs> craig doesn't catch wink. this <laughs> did craig, you really craig, forget the, bro- craig, the box craig. Huh? Craig, it's okay. Okay. Hey, Craig, look at that ship over there. It's purple. I'm not gonna. It's a purple <laughs> ship. It's right there, Craig. Craig's breathing heavily. Staring at it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, understood. I there wasn't wow. any talk about money, but um, I think if land is involved, that's one form of money. I uh, yeah. imagine we could have a keep. Guys, we've known each other for like two and a half weeks, and mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> All right, understood. There's any other details? Um, let me know, but if there's not, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, okay. So, um, so Alabal and then Telathanam. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah, she didn't give us a time frame. No, she didn't. Well, but that's true. I think yeah. we're leaving pretty expeditiously. From we my just experience yeah. with yeah. these sorts of things, your time frame is as soon as possible. Yeah. So, probably spend. We want the mountain land for sure. We want the mountain land very badly. That'd be really great because Craig here. I'm open a ski I know a lot about rocks. He knows rocks. I know a lot about rocks. That's true. You do know a lot about rocks. It it rocks, dude. Imagine if we could get your old crew together from the, your mind to come work. I don't in want to talk to them again. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't think they would? Could you teach us how to be? Yeah, yeah for sure. How to build? Could you teach no. us how to be a new crew with rocks? I like. Maybe drums. we could find some marble. <laughs> you know. wish. Oh. You wish you could find marble. What if they give us a marble mine? Well, she said. She said that the building supplies. It's would, in like a wealthy. Would not be. Oh, would yeah. be up to off. She yeah. said it's in like a wealthy part of town. So probably. But not I mean, mine. maybe we could like, deliver something for someone else who gives us building supplies. That's right. There's a lot of deliveries. Um, Do you know like, a builder, Tello? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm a political courier. Yeah, Tello, what's your favorite rock? I don't know. I mean, my marble. If you're pretty, friends with me, you have to know. All right, Craig. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I need a nap. Craig, my favorite yeah, rock is you. Aww. You're the cornerstone to our Dwayne party, Craig. Oh. I'm just kidding. Craig the rock. Craig the, the poor bed is making its way, cutting through waves, making bobbing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You got me. Um, bobbing up and down waves. You move by a number of vessels. Um, I'll tell you what. Somebody tell me odds or evens. Odds. 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 Yes, I love oh, odds are the most. Look at us. 
That's a six. <laughs> I hate odds. What's wrong uh, with so us? as you guys are sort of weaving your way out of uh, the port, <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, Home Cove, the the beautiful. The further away you get from Home Cove, the more beautiful it is because it's it's just this giant artwork. This this painting of color and architecture behind you and somewhere far up um in the distance you can see the pale tower sticking up like even at this distance you realize that for its size eventually it'll pull out of view but it, it it stands as a figurehead around and you try to find the opalescent tome but it's so small and high up you can't see it um but eventually um a uh, very large vessel sort of like cuts across not at you guys just near an entire um, Kefkin battleship is sort of like making its way at, at a particular angle toward one side of the port. Um, again, not at you guys, just nearby. Um, and uh, there's just this brief interaction where it's so big, 120 feet long, uh, maybe 40 feet wide. You can see three decks above the water mm -hmm. that come sailing by. Iron plating on the edges, rows of cannons at the side, soldiers walking up and down the mast, and it just comes sailing just in front of you all. Not like dangerously close, they're skilled sailors, but just up ahead of you guys. And, um, you know, uh, Shpuguber like sort of grows a little reticent and just keeps his eyes focused on the water as you guys sail forward and Tello. Um, acts as nonchalantly as you can, but you've been around him long enough to see him get a little uncomfortable. And, um, uh, the huge vessel with its gray sails and the concentric rings of the Empire is just sailing ahead slowly in front of you, passing by. I wish I had my scorching ray rings right now. <laughs> I'm so glad Craig doesn't have a scorching <laughs> ray rings right now. could burn that flag um, so fast. Ro just kind of, like, because she's had her hood and, like, bandana and all on since they left the tower, and she just kind of tightens it around her and kind of holds onto her cloak a little bit. A handful of soldiers sort of, like, look down at you. A couple give sort of, like, um... <laughs> What did you do? Do you do, do that, Craig? Wait, what did you do? What you know what, Craig? Odds are even. Wait, wait, wait. Odds are even, Craig. What did you do? Oh, you wait. Here we are, Craig. What did you do? Evens. 13. Oh, heck oh. yeah. Um, Micah, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> My brother. Hey. Micah learns math. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is not um, any, there are no, no soldiers at the edge who think you're cute. Um, but uh, like a handful of like, like a couple glad. soldiers give really stern, aggressive glances. One or two, just, you know, like one soldier actually kind of smiles and gives a little wave and uh, the ship keeps I going by. I nod in respect as sure. they go by. Um, and uh, for one moment, um, someone in like uh, uh, armor that has a like an additional slit at the shoulders and like one of those, uh, uh, like a fourth four concentric or three concentric rings denoting an officer sort of like stands stares at the edge you don't recognize them looks down over you all and then just looks back to the to the ocean ahead and the ship just keeps Stinky. going by <laughs> um and eventually Shpigubra sort of like resumes the speed in the vessel just keeps going by past them further out in the ocean mm. oh I winked at Kevkin's soldiers. <laughs> Wait, so you said we we wouldn't recognize anyone on there? No, or you, didn't, you didn't personally recognize anyone on the vessel. There's not. There's no markings on the ship that would. Or what, was there a name of the ship? Or like, was it just a that would like notate where it's coming from? Like what? Like if it's like because you know there's like five fingers of Kev. So like mm -hmm. if if is it one of their ships? Like could could I? This be able would to tell? this would probably be one of the. 
maybe thousand or more ships in the Kefka okay, Navy. Okay, but they're not ship. like there's not like no nothing, these nothing distinguishing. Have there's a name a on the back of it if anyone what makes was it. Yeah, what is it? Perception check. Perception check. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Just tell me. No. <laughs> Natural twenty. Oh. Is it actually? Yeah. That's a twenty-five. Twenty-seven. <gasps> oh, you, you read those improved. words. I read those words. You read man. those words. Yeah, That's you. a twenty-five. Don't you? Anyone else? I mean, Boz has it, but uh, anyone else? Do I have to say what I rolled? Yeah. Since if I you, rolled. If you rolled. One. Oh. <laughs> Coming for that average. Now you're up to three. Rose. Y'all, I did y'all's graphs. Rose everybody just frustrated. I did yesterday. it. I did pretty good. I mean, no, not Boz, but everybody else dropped. Uh, uh you you have a, a the slightest read lead now, Greta. It's so much smaller. But anyway. I don't even care about my average. Um, I think that this is so fun. You but I'm like, I'm happy with my F. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with my F. These get degrees. Uh, <laughs> Boz, on the back, you see um uh the Horizons Razor. Oh, Ooh, sick. And the vessel. Sails on. Does anyone else have any other business on Tefthar 32? I do not. Greta takes a hot nap really fast. Okay. Exhausted from all of your activities and your ventures in Home Cove, um, everyone goes about their usual sailing abilities. It's, it's interesting. You guys have known each other for a handful of weeks, um, and things are so new so often, but for the first time, something's a little regular. This is the first time mm. you guys are returning to a location Something's that you've wrong. been. What? This is the first oh time God, you guys, uh, you, you've continued to go so many new places, do so many new things. You are returning to the poor bet and you guys all have positions. Um, Ro, you resume navigatorial um, training and abilities. Boz, you continue to work with Bill Free and Carpentry. Um, Craig, you continue to be trained in, um, uh, I said bosun last time. Mm-hmm. Or no, it is bosun. That is correct. Um, you continue to be trained as a bosun. Um, uh, Greta, you continue to not have a job. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. She but, was reading... She's a vibe higher. Well, point being, vibe higher. Point being that you guys, um, you guys return to familiar activities for the first time in a long time, and uh, you are not fleeing the city. (laughs) You are not uh, leaving in wreckage, and uh, it's just sort of a normal day. How many do we have? Like hours? Well, no, that's an excellent question. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good question. I'm gonna address it in just a second. It's an excellent day, and so is the next one, and so is the next one. Um, three day, two, two days pass uneventfully as that day finishes. Um, they're just common days of sailing. In the course of this venture, um, you all see the sky transition from cloudy to cloudless to cloudy once more. Um, beautiful watches, open ocean. Uh, you lose sight of land. And on this third day, Bialkaneth 3, that we'll be picking up, um, on the third day of the first month of summer, um, you guys resume just beautiful sailing. Um, the Skilianazga, it still has waves, so every once in a while you guys go from more smooth sailing to having to go up and down more. Um, and plenty of, you know, individual activities are held in the same time. Um, as for you all who have positions and trainings, you can roll for stuff. So for each of you guys who are trained in an activity, I would like you to roll 1d4 minus 1 for each day that you've sailed. So um, the three of you may roll 2d4 minus 2. And the total of those two rolls is the number of hours that have transpired in the uh, skill in which you So I got two D6. four, and then we minus two. Okay, Three. so... I'd be four. Uh, Craig, you rolled a total of six, and then subtract two, four. Okay, so you can put four more hours of experience in bosonry down wherever you record that. Boz? Three. three. You can put three more hours of carpentry down. Three. 
three more hours of, nav of navigation experience. Can I say I studied the Unsen books? Mm, um, so you do not roll 1d4 minus 1. Because you can just read your book, and yeah. you have so much more time to do that. Yeah. So I would like you to roll. Um, actually, I'd like you to make an intelligence check to remain focused that long. <laughs> so is this? So I was at disadvantage, but I've slept. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Do we get to? Every, oh, exhaustion's gone. Oh, you guys have had two long locked. rests. Bye. Also, if the cleric and the druid want to change spells, feel uh, free. Okay. So Greta, what'd you get on your intelligence check? Do you want one for each day or just one? No, just one. This will determine what kind of dice you get to roll. Oh, okay. Intelligence check? Mm-hmm. DC 13. Oh. 21. <laughs> she went, oh. Oh, that's all. <laughs> um, I guess if I must. <laughs> and because you guys have left Home Cove, I get to put my my Kefkin dice up for now. Yeah. Thank Yay. the Lord. <laughs> Which get is back a shame. in I there. I never get to use them because they're so pretty there. and heavy. Dusty. But, um, <clears throat> Greta... Uh, with your laser focus and insatiable hunger for knowledge, insatiable. you may roll 2d8 Ooh. for the number of hours that you read your Insignian text. And we'll say that Tello has gladly practiced with you to help you with all of mm. your pronunciations and your conjugations, filling in words and nomenclature. It's a zero. Why do they have a zero on a d8? Am That's I rolling a D10. the right dice? Because that would be a 10. Yeah, I was like, wait, is this a zero? Like, That's a D8. I, I love that, like, her that. zero was, like, a 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when she rolled, she's like, oh, dang, it's a zero, it's a 10. Okay, well, I got a one. <laughs> okay, roll it again. Six. Total of total. So you of can six. put seven more hours okay. on your... Uh, total of... It was a one and a five. Oh, okay, six more hours yeah. on your uh, learned insignium. Yay! Let's take it. And we'll say the day that it was a one, um, Tello just got tired. <laughs> you probably bugged him a couple times, and he was like, I've got to do other things. Okay, so while all that was happening, Craig, what was it that you wanted to do? So, can while I the, say... the uh, cleric and the druid manage their spells. Um, so I'm helping with, like, inventory, right? Like, helping yes, with inventory absolutely. things. So, um, Ploth is like... Can I say, like, Ploth is like, I, oh, like, can you bring me this? And I I just want to bother Ploth. Okay. So you, I just want to bother You spend a couple her. days just sort of following her around. Um, but... You grew on her a bit after your uh, the well, end of your voyage to Home Cove. I wanted, were... I wanted to do this thing to where, like, when I'm handing her things, I like, keep it like, just out of reach. Just, like, whenever she's like, okay, and, like, she goes to grab it, I'm like... pull it away from her a little bit? Yeah. Okay. And... So you do this for an hour on your on your second on your second day of sailing. Uh, just one hour. And she turns around to you at some point and goes, um, all right, so you can stop doing that immediately. You know, inventory is so much fun. But I would really like to practice combat. This is how you're getting my attention. You could just talk to me about that stuff, Craig. I think combat would be better if you had like a little bit of frustration. So tell me if you want to practice that. Don't mess up our inventory. Yeah? Understood. Understood. Mm -hmm. Understood. Get Afterwards, above deck. can we? Can Get we above do? Deck. I'm so Go tired. Above deck. No. Okay. Go. <laughs> And she just points. <laughs> Do you go above yeah, deck? Okay. You wait up there for 30 minutes while she finishes the inventory work you weren't helping with. And then, is <laughs> eventually so she goes, she meets you above deck. And uh, she's sort of like stretching out her neck. And she goes, all right. <clears throat> what is it you want to practice? I want to practice uh, blocking. Okay. All right. Is your healer around? The deck is, is the deck empty? Um, who wants to be above deck? 
I'll be up deck. Okay, Greta, you're up deck. Anyone um, else? She's right I, there. I'll say that I'm down below deck trying to convince Nam to play Beggar's Hope. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's what Rose doing. Yeah. Um, so Greta is above deck. Greta, and we'll say that we'll say that Tello's at the helm. Um, so those are the four above deck. Everyone else is below because it's just days of, of time at sea. So people uh, go back and forth. So um, uh, uh, Plof goes, all right, I'm interested. She heads down back below deck and she comes back up above deck with her sword. Um, mm -hmm. uh, her sword, both her and her brothers are similar. Um, they have bronze hilts. They're very simple. Um, they have uh, a rounded pommel with a concentric circle in it. Not empirical, just, you know, a common design. Uh, a plain, simple cross guard at the end of the hilt. And uh, the blade, as it comes out, is simple but well kept. She pulls it out of its hilt. Steps forward in her leather armor. She's got two and a half feet on you, Craig. Muscular and tall. She says, um, so are you wanting to just sort of go at it or um, simple maneuvers? All right, what well, are you looking for here? Um, do I need a shield for this? You don't have one. Well, I was going to ask if I could borrow one if I needed one. No one on the ship has one, except for the guy who has a magical shield that comes off of his arm. No, I have a metal shield. Never. You have a metal shield? Yeah, I bought it from... That's true! He has do a metal I shield. Do I need a metal shield? Are, are barbarians proficient with shields? shield. Yep, light, uh, light and medium armor and shields. Okay. Uh, Boz, do you lend Craig your shield? Yeah, yeah, I do. If he asks for it, they definitely... Boz, can I borrow your shield? Yeah, Craig it's, says uh, in his voice at some point. It's leaned up next to the hammock. Uh, thank you. And then you run and stuff. So, today. Craig, you grab the lightweight shield. That's, uh, the lightweight shield. I keep doing that. You grab the lightweight shield at some point, get it on your arm. Uh, the straps are almost too small for your giant forearms, but you get it in there. <laughs> yeah. And you're above tech, and at some point, um, uh, you return and Ploff goes, um, so you're only wanting to do... Um, just blocking. You don't need any. I just, no I just want to. I'm not. I just want to practice like um, reflexes and just kind of make sure that I. Fair I'm... enough. She swings at you. Oh. Sh um, oh shoot. Uh, make a make a dexterity check, Craig. Because I'm making up a mechanic right now. Because Craig is not. He's not. He's not saying, "Hey, try to hit me." He's saying, "Like I want to practice my reflexes." So we're just going to make opposed dexterity checks. Mm -hmm. um, or actually, yeah, yeah, opposed dexterity checks. Okay, so uh, that'd be 16. Okay, which is not as good as Plof's 20, but it is oh good. Oh my goodness. Um, so you uh, you go to strike and you feel confident because you reacted to her. She is so quick. Her arm goes taut. Her bicep sort of like exposed in the top of her arm. She swings it right over your shield and she just hits you over the side of the head with the sword. Not the sharp part, just the blunt part. She just slaps you over the head with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she goes, um, and that would be your life. She got a bit quicker with that. Halfway through saying that, she lunges at you again with it. He, he does checks. Yep. Zach oh, yeah, only rolls well when it's plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, don't say that too long. I went back to being Zach. Inspiration. Oh, do you want to burn it right now? Do you have inspiration? Yes. Are you sure? I did a natural one. I have to burn my inspiration. That's a natural one. I'm going to get like... Craig dies. kills Craig. I have a revivify diamond, so... So anybody... that's when you use oh, your gosh. one. You guys have one. I would like to explain to the audience Where'd how much I am Craig. I got a two. But oh. plus four would be six. <laughs> but it's not a natural one, you guys. Well, that really sucks because that's a super low roll. And it would totally fail. Uh, Zach hadn't also rolled a two. So, um, <gasps> what? 
and you guys are having this dynamic fighting practice and then Ploff trips and you also trip and <laughs> you like you both kind of psych each other out and like this really cool tense action movie moment instead just becomes two people just kind of fumbling <laughs> with a sword and a shield and you just are like, boom, boom, like maybe we should take block the sword out of the way dancing classes because and then she just kind of goes bad. we won't talk about that one and she swings at you again yeah. okay <laughs> the ship made a turn that's what, what it was Natural one. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, plus four. Uh, plus four would be. Oh no, that's a natural one, my friendo. Um, Modifiers so, only count for twenty. Critical failure. Yeah, critical failure in our home rules, homebrewed rules. Um, so. Got you, uh, Lady Cast Guidance. She's no. <laughs> she swings at you again, and uh, you go to block, and um, it's the wrong arm. <laughs> Funny. Yes! You yes. successfully nail the block with your wrong arm and he just slaps you in the forearm with a metal sword. You have a little armor on, but it hurts and you just <laughs> you pull her arm away. And she goes I just haven't used a shield in a good while. Okay, okay so first rule, definitely use the arm with the shield. Okay, I just That's the wrong voice stand. I'm so, so glad many we're NPCs. Practicing. First okay. rule, definitely use the arm with the shield. She swings at you again really quickly. This time she gets a dynamic wide stance and she goes low for your legs. Say it, Anka. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say it. Oh my god. Say it. Natural one! What is happening? <laughs> this is like statistically so horrible. Which is Take only those dice and throw them in the It's yeah. one of the only things that you could have rolled to have possibly failed against her three. Because oh my so the, the ship lists a little bit again. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. Tello's at the helm, and right when you guys <laughs> lunge for each other, he just goes. <laughs> and acts like he coughs and just swings the helm around and everybody in the ship like falls over a little bit below deck you're talking to Nam and you're like we should really play dice and then the dice just go flinging into a part of the ship and you get scared to her um, and uh, and so as you do Craig you just fall over and uh, like Plof starts to like fall over and just slaps you in the back of the sword and barely gets it and she turns around and whips around and looks at Tello and Tello just goes shrugs gives her a little smile and goes back to helming she goes, all right, come on, get serious. All right. Uh, does she do the thing again? Um, and so she like squares up with you this time, like okay. kind of seriously now. Focused. All right. So um, he's going to block and then right after he blocks, he's going to go. And okay. Get so her. roll a d20 twice. That would be an eight for blocking. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that would be a... Um, I got a 24. Holy cow. Let's go. Craig is an offensive person. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Craig, uh, she, she swings at you more seriously this time with the sword, and you raise the shield, which you're not terribly experienced with. And um, she she um, catches the edge of the shield with, this, with the blunt flat side of her sword, and she, like, turns... So she, like, catches the flat side of the sword on the back of the shield and forcefully turns you around, like, exposing your back. And she goes to slap you in the back. You just whip around with a ton of force and speed. Also, narrate, narrate it differently if you want. All right, he's going to grab... Um He's going to turn around with one hand and he's going to go around his head and then... Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as she turns you around, you just step into the motion, completely Momentum. throwing her expectations mm -hmm. and you whip it around like someone like twirling a bow staff over their head and as you come back down around with the hammer, you get that that circular part of the hammer at the top and you use it for what the Biustin hammer is used for and you catch it on the hilt of her sword and grab so you have hold of the Ooh. back of her sword as she does Can I disarm her? and now you may use the feature that your warhammer has which we'll actually explain in detail later but you two now make opposed strength checks because 
this is this is the mechanic. I'm explaining it to you now, mm-hmm. but I'll put it in writing for you later. If you make a hit with your with your Biosyn Warhammer against a creature, you may choose to do deal damage, or you may choose to um, make an opposed strength check with them as a bonus action to try and disarm them. Oh. I want to disarm. That would be a 14. Okay. Not the highest roll, yeah. um, but I'm Zach, so I rolled a seven plus three is a yeah. ten. So as you whip around and catch it, you just and you pull the sword out of her hand and ting 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 under the deck. Sorry, that was a reflex. I just yeah, I, I you know I. Uh, she just nods. Yeah. All right. She walks past you. She picks up the sword, twirls it in her hand. Again. And, Understood. Uh, she goes to swing at you again. Opposed dexterity check. Yeah. So that would be. A, uh, oh my goodness, words, 13. <laughs> oh my goodness, words. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like put the whole thing on. No, Craig, you're just having a moment for once. Um, uh, your 13 beats her 12 by one. So hey, she swings wow. at you quickly with a sword, like sort of a forward jab. How do you block it? I'm just going to like use the shield and go forward and like meet the sword where okay, it is. Okay, just straight on. And her sword just... Like 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 the center of the sword meets the center of the shield, and you are just a bulwark, a wall of muscle that it just shing, glances off the side toward. She has stepped out wide now and is exposed in front of you. Do you All take right. a strike? Can I? Can I? Uh, oh man, I have two. My hands are taken up. I was gonna do a thing of like grab her arm and then like twist it back and like. Yeah, your hands are definitely full. Dang it, that'd been so cool. What are you doing? Um, I'm I'm not gonna attack. You can just make back. a shove attack with the shield. Just push her. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> okay, roll the hit. And just add your strength mod. Just add your strength modifier. So that would be a thirteen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what is her AC? Probably higher than that because mine's a fifteen. Yeah. So you go to push forward and she just steps out of the way. And so you guys both kind of like avoid each other and square back up. And uh, <laughs> I'm over here now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ploff just sort of like twirls her sword around and <laughs> resheathes, resheathes it and says. I think you understand that. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you so much for helping me practice with that. I was getting a little rusty. I could feel it. You're good, Craig. You're yeah. good at what you do. I was just using my brain too much, you know. <laughs> inventory. I love inventory. Awesome. When do you exercise? My sleep. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Who does that? Um, I like to do whenever like people aren't around. It feels weird when people are around. Make a... Make a... Persuasion check, Craig. Why? So that would be a 10. DC 10. Really? Um, Ploff sort of throws her brows quizzically and says, Bill Free and I work out every morning before sunrise. We're the three athletic members of this crew. Makes sense that we should stay (laughs) strong together. If you want to join us. I'll have to check my schedule. Yeah, no, my schedule's clear. <laughs> I would love to. All right. I'd and she turns around and walks below deck. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Does anyone else have any other activities? This doesn't need to go yeah. uh, chronologically because we're just passing two days. Anyone else have anything else? Um, did I get Nam to play Builders mm. Hope with me? Persuasion check. Okay. Disadvantage. Why? Oh, you know why. Why <laughs> does she hate me? I gave her fireworks. <laughs> It's getting Nom to do anything. <laughs> She's a cat, but a character. Okay. 
So that's going to be, since it's Not at disadvantage, it's going to be seven. Oof. All she says is, um, please, I take you for all your money. And she just climbs back up into her hammock. <laughs> the days pass normally and things transpire uneventfully. The third day of sailing. Um, <clears throat> you guys, as, as these two days pass, you go about your activities, you read your texts. It's just kind of nice days on the ship. And it's nice because honestly, as exciting as your days in the cities are, it's nice to have two days where things are rather uneventful. And um, you guys are aware, the whole party is aware that... Um, Excuse me. Uh, this is the third day. Spaguber's informed you it's about three days sail, uh, a little more, to uh, Alaban. And so you guys are aware that, like, at the end of today, you expect to get uh, to the small island at some point. So um, we'll say at, at some time that you guys are above deck, you've had your good berry paste breakfast, um, I assume, spread across bread. And um, Craig, you got up in the morning early, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you got up early with um, Bilfrey and Ploff. Have you ever... Have you ever done any athletics, Micah? Have In you ever had to go to an early morning workout? Um, I've gone to the gym, but I haven't like gone to like an early morning workout. Okay. Um, I've done like yoga stuff. You're thrilled to have ball, ball, Bill Free and Ploff's mm -hmm. acceptance. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. Do you like CrossFit? They, it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you get up. You get up super early. The sun hasn't risen yet. Like the moment you're rubbing, th like like sleepies out of your eye bill free just like pushes you over and like you guys just start oh doing push-ups and you guys do rounds of push-ups rounds of squats rounds of push-ups rounds of squats um and then they like make you like sort of they do they just try and jump from the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs it sucks bill free can i kill you <laughs> bill free can i bill free why would you just <laughs> and as you do, Bill Free just <laughs> and then he pushes you again. And uh and they are man, they are fit. But Craig, I'd like you to make an athletics check as you do all of this. Just for funsies. Athletics check? Mm -hmm. Uh that would be a uh eighteen. You might be middle aged, you might be a little out of shape, but you're getting more in shape all the time. Oh, and halfway through Craig. the workout. Um you, you know what? We'll do this just for fun. Halfway through the workout, you outpace them both. So wow. like as you start waking up, um, because they're they might be a little bit leaner, a little bit better shape, but they're you are so strong. So halfway through the workout, as you start to wake up, you get a little frustrated, narrate it differently if you so please, because it's your character. But like when they start doing push-ups, they're doing like sets of 20, you start doing sets of 30. And Heck they start yeah. doing sets of like 30 squats and you start doing 50 at like like outpacing them. And they start like sweating to keep up with you and at Guys, some point you know this is kind of fun <laughs> and they're just like both sweating and the twins are just or the, the siblings are just working as hard as they can to keep up with you and at some point when everyone assembles for breakfast um and you press digitate stinky sweaty people um you are Thank uh you. you you've earned bill free and plus respect for sure um so you do your whole little morning workout routine everyone has their days as they begin and um a third day of sailing toward home cove is underway so people can be wherever they want, doing whatever they want. But you guys are on, on excuse me, not Home Cove, Alaban. You guys are on your way toward So Alaban. it's now the third day. It's the third okay. day. Okay. I want to talk to Nam. Okay. So you find Nam at some point. We'll say, um, we'll say it's 9 a.m. And Nam is just above deck watching the waves. I, uh, I, we were walking down the streets of, um, of, of Home Cove on the last day. And I saw you in the alleys. I caught a glimpse of you running. You saw me? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> You're very sneaky, but I saw you. <laughs> I am sneaky. What did you see me doing? Oh, you're just running around. I didn't see anything. But I was actually curious about what you did. I mean, you don't have to tell me, but I was wondering what you did in the city. 
Make a persuasion check, pause. And I'm not asking as like... No, 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 it's, it's okay. Make a persuasion check. I'm, <laughs> I'm making you make a check because I think you're the only person on the ship she might tell this to. Boz has a heart of That's gold and he won't good. let you forget it. Um, do you have inspiration? No, Cast I don't. guidance on yourself? So that's five Cast plus seven, so that's 12. <laughs> um, she just narrows her eyes at you. Stuff. That's fine. We did stuff too. Uh, we, I'll tell you what we did. It's fine. If you don't, if you don't care, if you if you want, it was made on me, Baz. All she right. just goes back to looking at the waves. It's like she's not; she's just doing her life. Yeah, but she kind of can't help that she's adorable sometimes because the God, railing comes her. up to like just under her chin height. Aww. So, like to look out over the waves, she has to put her arms up by like kind of her chin, and she rests her chin there as she looks out over the waves. Her little black stringy hair is kind of pushing behind her. She Nam has her hood up a lot, but when you guys are on the ship, frequently she wears her hood down because it's one of the only places that like. There's no issue in being a goblin, so she yeah. can have her hood off, and her hair um, is... You know what? We'll say at one point she let you press digitator once. So for the first time in a while, she's clean, and her hair is sort of like um, flowing behind her in the wind, her like piercing bright green-yellow eyes looking out of the waves, and one of her long ears twitches slightly to listen toward you. Love I her. go... Oh, sorry. I was just saying I love her. <laughs> I go into like a detail of how we... Went to the blood bowl and the opalescent tome. When you start talking about the, the opalescent tome, she tunes you out. Um, blood bowl, she gets really interested. I go, I go to a lot of detail fighting. about how it was me versus two people, and I charmed somebody to fight for me, and then I end up beating somebody that was really strong, and how Craig went toe-to-toe -to -toe with an elephant person, the champion. who Craig was, fought the champion? Yeah. Got wow. semi-close to winning, but... Oh, okay, that adds up. But I uh, did not win. Mm. Um... That's I, pretty impressive. I don't mention Thespis. Okay. You say nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't smart. say that about Thespis. <laughs> smart. Um, but she's, she's fascinated by the Blood Bowl bit. Yeah. So we got a lot of money. And um, at, at that point, she fully turns toward you. Yeah. How much? Uh, DM, how much? Did, it was like a few hundred gold. Yeah. We got like a few hundred gold. We ended up buying some more cool items at the Opalescent Tome. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I, I show her... I don't know. I'm very non. Hey, like cool. a, I show her like the ring. Okay. And I show. Once you pull out like jewelry, she like her <laughs> eyes wide. It's like this wow. thing. Like apparently it's like like I explain like what it does and I and I talk. She kind of like, glazes over a little bit, but she's she's listening. And I show her like the druid's defense and stuff like you that. You show her the druid's defense. She kind of she's very aloof, but she kind of can't help but be impressed when like wood turns into a shield in front of her. So. Wow. But you yeah. guys are you're wild lives. It was fun. Tello took me and I got a blue suit. He took me to a Yeah, fence. I saw that. You showed up yesterday in a blue suit. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So we had a good time. Um, yeah. how, how are you? Are you folding that? How are you keeping that clean through all this? Uh, press to digitation. Uh, that thing Ro does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So and we'll say, I assume you're not wearing it now. No, right? I'm not it's wearing it now. Like, I'm wearing okay. my leather armor. Yeah. And, okay. And it's folded near my bunk. What um, are you guys doing on the last day? Uh, we went and visited this really pale tower with this this woman who... Was, Wait, who's in there? I've seen that for years. What is that? It's the House of Dunholm. Oh, I don't know. It's some nobel people and somebody rich, wizard lady who's really... I can't stand people like that. Yeah, she was so rude. And she's the type of person that loves to hide things from you but expects you <laughs> to tell her everything. Rich people. Uh, we're doing something for her because she wants to give us land, which is really cool. So land? yeah, we're taking something for her somewhere. Um, 
this land would just belong to you guys? Us. I assume it'd be everybody on the ship. Like, we all have, like, a place. Aww. I don't understand. <gasps> like, we would own <laughs> land in, in Telethanon. Why is it ours? You guys are doing the work. Because we're... I don't know. I kind of view this as, like, a like one group. If you don't want it, that's... I mean, that's no, fine. No, I... <laughs> It's just, and no one else could go there. No, yeah, it would just be ours. Only the people that we wanted to be there. Her face gets kind of serious, and she just puts her chin back up on the railing and looks out over the ocean kind of quietly. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe, maybe I could visit there. No, I mean, if you wanted to live there, I mean, like when we're not on the ship together. She, they had a couple choices. If we, she said, if we did really well, she'd give us like an acre of land, like in like a wealthy district next to like a mountain. But if like we, she, but if we didn't do super well, but still did what she asked, then she'd give us like a few acres next, like outside of t of a town. I don't, I don't tend to be welcome wealthy places. Well, it would be isolated, like a wealthy area, but isolated. Yeah. I and I plus, I mean, we'd be there with you if anybody gave you any trouble. They would, they would regret it. Okay. She just puts her chin up on the railing and looks back over the ocean. Cool. I want to give Mom a hug. <laughs> well, you're not there. I know. I love her. And she wouldn't like it anyways, no. but me as a player, you would die. Um, Craig has three knife wounds. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I guess the conversation goes and yeah. we sit and I leave. <clears throat> At some point, um, Tello uh, gathers you guys together. Uh, just the people, the, the party. He gathers the other four of you and he goes, um, I wanted to sit down and talk about um, our intentions for later today or tomorrow whenever we get there. Um, because uh, if we are really are going to talk with the brass hand, I wanted to have a little conversation about that. I totally um, forgot about that. <laughs> so are, are, is everyone clear on what it is that we're going to be doing? Uh, I, I know that we're... I don't think we've talked to anybody else about it, just me and you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I have not, no idea what I'm we're not talking about. Today, so Sorry, I guys, we're not we're the best about that. Um, well, Buzz, take it away. So Unless you want me to explain. I think you'd be better to explain. Got you. Um, you guys know that whole Dolgoth business that happened a while back? Yeah, stinky man. Stinky what are you man, talking yeah. about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a genuine chuckle out of him. Um, well... Look, I just floated the idea to Buzz. Nothing set in stone, but I know someone who is very extra legal. He is a faction leader within the brass company. So mm. obviously that has its own complications. Craig, huh? you and Greta and Buzz have to have your left forearms covered when we go in there. Mm. Nothing. And I and I it can't be conspicuous either. Armor, find a reason to have it reasonably covered. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. We are sailing toward the Brass Chalice, one of the faction leader headquarters for the Brass Company. And I want to go speak with Thimnin, this, um, this, this leader, one of the heads of the Brass Company, because I have heard through a friend of a friend that there is a hit out in Dolgoth. Mm. And I wanted to know if you all were interested in taking it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I just want to get this thing delivered first. You know how I feel about the gifts. I'm not a political person. I'm a pawn, and I like it that way. But 
the pain. I feel like we'll never be safe again until he's gone. I mean, if uh, but like if we kill him, or if we're associated with people that kill him, oh, the whole. This is an important point. We don't kill him. Yeah. He dies, and no one knows how. Yeah. He dies in the shadows. Okay. And we know whose blood is on our hands. That's how this works. I got to be honest, guys. These are foreign waters to me too, but I don't think we'll be safe till he's gone. I'm not trying to push you guys to anything. Mm. I wanted you all's opinions, but look, I, I still have family out there. And if he's alive, if he's the one in Unsen, I love to turn safe while he's alive. I know what that feels I like. Agree. Yeah. So everyone's down for this? I, I'm, I'm down. I just really think we should get this thing delivered before we start yeah. to do that. Yeah, you mean the sure. package to sure. the king? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. But I don't even know. So the way that these things work, um, this is not a time kept. No one puts out bounties for time because anyone who's willing to rush bounty work shouldn't be paid mm. for it. Yeah. Um, but we would simply be accepting the right to receive payment for this. Oh, then yeah, because I mean, like I, I feel like if we saw him, it, like if we come across him, there's going to be something going down. So we might as well get paid for it. Like so I, th- I think absolutely. If we take this, we're in. We're doing this. If this goes wrong, though. Is there any way to link this back to us? Like if this guy gets caught out, is he going to sure, let us out? <laughs> you don't catch them then. Okay. At least if they can catch them, then they can catch anyone. Hey, Toa. Yeah. You are really good at being stealthy. Thank you. I'm horrible at being stealthy. Way to recognize your genuine characteristics. I am very aware of it. It gets me in a lot of trouble. Um, my thought is, I mean, yeah, I could, we could all like, yeah, take him down, hopefully. But can we actually do it and not be caught? Because oh, if one of us It's about us, finding him when no one else is there. Okay. Is he... But I, again, when I'm would not he an ever, expert in this, but... I mean, he doesn't just, like, go and sit in a garden by himself and, you know, like... <laughs> the man garden. For a flag. Dolgoth is the assassin, the task force of the Empire. He's frequently on his own. He doesn't lead armies. He's yeah. frequently moving with either his small group of troops, not then, but from what I understand, you all have the ability to magically observe people, right? Mm-hmm. So we track him down. We find out when he's alone. Yeah. We flipped the script on this monster. We go from the hunted to the hunter. We no longer are the prey. I agree. Because if we let him hunt us down... We have to strike first, because if, if, if he gets a jump on us, then it's over. I don't want it to be on this vessel. I don't want it to be with Shpaguber and Nam, no. and Bilfer and Pluff here. They won't survive. We have to do this to him. Yeah. It's not their fight. I don't want them to have to go through that. I don't want anyone else to have to go through it. They so won't think, make it out. So I think we should... I think Again, we should I don't know when, down. I don't know how. We can talk about this at another time as well, but... We have to track him down. Yeah. 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 But I agree, it needs to be after we deliver this package. Yes, no, for sure. Um. So, if, if you know about this mission, and you're... I assume we'll be competing with others. Okay. I'm I'm worried about if you know about this, how many other people could know about? I like, just 
Does he know there's a bounty? If if this gets sure out, the, like we're gonna be in trouble in the whole Earth in bloom. Well, I think Dolgoth knows that people want him dead because everyone wants Dolgoth dead. Yeah, but I mean, I think we're, you say that, Greta, but I think we're in trouble in the whole Earth and Bloom anyways because he's still out there and he knows that we kind of made a dent in his... That's true. Reputation. Well, in his uh, arrival to Onsen. I kind of poked him pretty hard. Yeah. He didn't like us very much. (laughs) He doesn't like me very much. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to push you guys, but I don't feel safe while he lives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as we can get this delivered, I think, and make it work, I'm down to do it. Yeah. Especially if we can do it inside the Earth and Bloom. Or Zedrinik Histonik. I want to hit him outside of the Earth and Bloom. Okay. I don't know when he'll be outside of it, but we can talk mm. strategy later. Okay. This is the important things I wanted to talk about. If we are indeed going to the Brass Chalice, your symbols cannot be shown. Just please be careful what you say and to whom you say it. This organization is like La Pomever, but less composed. I worked for the brass company for two years. And um they're rougher around the edges. DM. Yeah. Would um I don't know how much the brass company is in, like, Bastion or anything. Oh, would, Earth and Bloom like, is their territory. Would she ever have, you know like, of them. like, had any run-ins or talked with any of them? Or? It's unlikely. Okay. Unless we're always trying to get involved in illegal activity. Yeah, no. But, I mean, you know of them. Okay. And so, uh, tell, it's no problem. Teller continues, and he says, they're rougher around the edges. Um, Timnin is an extremely reasonable man, and uh, I think we can work with him effectively, but... Um, be careful what you say in his open lobby. Should we mention that we had encountered Dolgoth before? Should we avoid that? I think we can be... Probably. It's probably okay. But what I'm just going to say is talk openly with him. But the other people around, be tight-lipped. Yeah. Be vague. Be yeah. indistinct. With him, we can be open. I think that... I mean, the reason that we're working with you is because of the Pomavir, right? Yes. So that, it's going to be hard to avoid bringing that up. Oh, he knows I'm affiliated. He knows. No but anybody scan. else. We yeah. need I have ferried the message in, in between him and the Countess before. But, um, I mean, people at the heads of organizations this large, they have to work together, even if they're sworn It's politics. Enemies. It's politics. It's all politics. But his lower downs, we don't say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. You keep your secrets, you hide them for your, like it's your life. So how do we meet you then? Like, how did we know you? I mean, we can walk in as a group, but no, just like, don't well, say no one, things no to the No one knows that Tello is La Pomobar. Yes. Okay. Thiemden knows, but others in his organization do not. Understood. Also, I mean, we can work with this individual. He has to remain positive, uh, maintain positive uh, relationships with people, but be careful what you say around him. His mind is a sealed trap. He, bar- he lives and barters in information. Um... If you don't want someone knowing something, don't say it to him. Do you do you think it'd be dangerous to mention the Warriors of the Well to him? I don't know, but... Is that a secret that we should If you find keep? information to be sensitive, I wouldn't bring it up. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Very focused. Is Should all of us go in there or should just a few people go in there? Oh, that's up to you guys. We're, I think we're, if, we're do, if we're doing it as a group, we should yeah. go in as a group. Okay. Yeah. That, but that's my thoughts. Okay. But we can have people who are designated like Dockers. Yeah. I mean No offense. <laughs> if I have a question, I'm gonna ask it. Sure. But just I'm, 
for yeah. everyone. Just think through the stuff you say. I mean, or be guarded. Sing. Is this... Um, I mean, I know you've worked with him, but I mean, you said any information that you don't want to be known. I mean, is there a chance that he could sell us out for a higher price to Dolgoth? Oh. <laughs> no. The brass okay. company, uh, the Empire tolerates their existence, but um, okay. those two entities do not intertwine. That's what I thought. I just, I didn't know what his mind was at. Half if it of was the brass price. company's business is smuggling below the Empire. Okay. Yeah, no, those two individuals are not in business. I think I understand. I think uh, he's also handing out bounties on Dolgoth, so I assume he's not in business with Dolgoth. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, Rope perks up and she goes, um, we never really talked about it, but because I don't really know exactly how you all met, but are you guys ferrying a package somewhere else besides oh. the other one? Yeah. Is that Tello? Y'all were just talking about that's how y'all met. Finnekistanik. Yeah. Yes. That's the main purpose of our voyage. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I didn't know. You know, there was oh. a little bit of I thought you were just because yeah. you liked us. Sorry? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is happening. Um, you guys are having this conversation. Ro, could you make a survival check in the midst of Ooh. this whole conversation? Ooh. Separate from everything else? Okay. And a piano just fell out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> a dragon. <laughs> I love the dragon. Uh, that's a... That's a 21. Holy 21. crap! Oh. Holy shnikes. Stay alive, stay alive. Shnikes? <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to write some. Zachary, Zachary gave me a weird look, and I don't, I don't know shnikes. why. <laughs> I just oh, heard shnikes. that. I love that. Holy shnikes. <laughs> Ship over a little bit. Crikey. Crikey. Um, Bro. Crikey, shnikes. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous, you know that? Um, <laughs> Is that, buddy boy? What? <laughs> what? Nike. Okay. What? Um, so, uh, your your group is having this important conversation. You're planning. Ro, you have been working with Shpigoober consistently. Um, you have been focused on. Um, Who's at the helm? On learning. Uh, Shpigoober. Okay. <laughs> we'll say. But he didn't hear us. Uh, I mean, you guys are having the conversation over okay. here. The, the ship's large enough. Okay. Not large, but yeah, large yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. As you guys are having this conversation. Um, you have been studying very focusedly, taking taking the things that Shpigoober is teaching you seriously. And you just have an a wild fae natural intelligence for nature that's just innate in you. And as everyone is having this serious, focused conversation, things just begin to dawn on you. There's these tiny little things that you've been picking up for hours now that are starting to build and mount into a larger realization. And um, uh, you you realize that the wind has gotten ever so slightly cooler and has just like started to prick up a little bit and your hair is moving a little more uh, concertedly. Um, the temperature has dropped ever so slightly and you feel like you can smell salt a little more strongly than you usually do. Spagoober discussed some of this with you um, days before. Um, he, uh, he talked about how these are some of the warning signs of inclement weather as you sort of like pick up on them. I cast Dispel Storm. So you are aware you of this. You don't know. And so your, your compatriots continue to talk around you. Um, so when we get to the aisle, we just want to be focused. We want to, uh, maybe we can stop in the tavern, discuss our game plan specifically, but we need to head straight to the Blast Chalice, Brass Chalice and conduct our business in a quick and effective manner. Is the Brass Chalice like a place? Yes, it is a building, okay. dim in space. Also, there um, will be Kefkins on the aisle, but um, they're basically, there's an understanding 
that whatever happens to the breast chalice, they don't get involved with. Yeah, this is very... Did you know you have really pretty eyes? Thank you, Greg. Yeah. About how um, far so, away are we? Well, I don't know. Can Ro, like, just step up, just go up to Shpagubert? She just okay. leaves the so conversation? So just walks away from the group. <laughs> she Everyone didn't looks think you confused. had pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and as you walk up to the helm, um, Shpagubert's there. Hello, Ro. Um, hi, Shpagubert. Uh, about how far away would you say we are from... Oh, I don't know. Or like... Six hours, maybe? Are you... Um... I've been I've been kind of paying attention to what you've taught me some things. Um, well, I'd to hear that. That's um, <laughs> so good. That's what you do, right? <laughs> uh, you're a great teacher. Um, have you noticed? Um, it's a little bit cooler, and the wind well, is kind of picking up just a tad. Squints his eyes, looking up at the horizon. Um, Should we kind be of taps his finger on the helm. Worried. The sky is full of clouds, as it has been for a day. Huge sailing, like like ships and fleets of the moan of natural majesty sailing through the sky. He goes, Those clouds to the north are getting awful thick, huh? Um, everyone? Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, people kind of turn around and he goes, um, crew, uh, I'll crew above deck. And there's like kind of a pause. After a moment, Bilfrey and Ploff come up from the lower hold. Um, Nam turns around, walks back from the railing. Everyone makes a small group. Um, you all, I think there's a storm up ahead. And Shpigubur sort of like points past everyone. And just in the distance, some some clouds are beginning to, like the horizon's getting a little weirdly dark at the edge. Um, like evening's coming a little early and some of the clouds are starting to clump together and get bigger off in the distance. And, uh, uh, Bilfrey and Ploff get kind of stern. Nam chimes in and just goes, uh, don't we just turn around? And Shpigubur goes, no, I, it moves much faster than you would expect. Um, uh, Bilfrey, Ploff, get, get ropes from down below. Um, bring them above. Everyone starts, um, uh, battering hatches and tying down things that you want held in place. Make sure that nothing is out. Um, make sure that all, uh, Greg. Yeah. You and Ploff. Um, fasten down all hatches. Make sure that everything is secured. All of our inventory, okay? okay? Go go do all of that. Yes, sir. Go. Yes. And um, Ploff just nods, uh, nods concertedly and she leads you downstairs and you guys begin like fastening all the barrels and making sure that everything's tight and held down. You start shoving people's belongings into their bags and tightening things. Um, she says... Um, uh, Rao, stay up here with me. Okay. Um, start, uh, start pulling at your compass and making sure that we have right heading. Okay. Um, uh, Everyone begin securing everything. Make sure everything's where you need to be. And he's like kind of shaking a little bit, and uh, but he's just focused. What's everyone doing? Do what he says. Start tying stuff down. Okay. Cactus All of our stuff is under is underneath. Mm -hmm. So I go down there. I don't think I have anything out in the open, but I start. I mean, I tie down the chest that has the heart of jar, and then I tie that down. Okay. And um, people, there's there's sounds of chests locking and um, that little rope railing that runs the perimeter of the, of the rim along that lifted edge. Um, people like Bilfrey and Ploff are going around making sure that all the knots are, are fastened and they're double doing them. Um, the hammocks are rolled up in themselves. Uh, uh, everyone, uh, the um, uh, the pegs that people have their like weapons and tools off of, people are taking them off so they don't fall. People are just getting the ship ready. Um, I kind of say under my breath to Shpagubar, I go, um, Shpagubar, have you ever been in a storm on the ship not on this one um how 
how um, sturdy would you say we would will be? You know, you, usually there's more <laughs> of these in um, mid spring and fall, so I kind of thought we were going to be okay, but. Sometimes they call the Skilly and Asgard a sea of storms. Oh, Welcome great. to episode 38, everyone. The sea <gasps> of storms. And uh, Craig continues and he says, I, I oh, Wait, 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 wait Spagoober? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Spagoober continues and he says, um, I've been in um, uh, two or three storms on much larger vessels. Um, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Um, okay. Bill Free, where are those ropes? And uh, Bill Free begins uh, throwing up coils of rope above deck. And um, wordlessly, without saying anything between him and Spagoober, you get the feeling this is something they discussed previously. He begins tying and really double tying knots at the edge of some of the uh, gaps on the railing. He ties five or six um, off at different sections, all along sort of the back part of, of the vessel. And he locks down the anchor in the front. And Spagoober says, um, uh, anyone who is skilled, I, I know you guys have a lot of different abilities. Everyone... Um, Let's keep our healers above deck, um, and anyone who knows how to, who feels like they could be useful in all this. I kind of don't know what I'm doing exactly. What do you need from me, Shvigaber? Since um, I, I mean, I know kind of. Let's keep the magical that. folks mm -hmm. above deck, and then, um, Craig, you're strong. Mm -hmm. Is anyone here a really strong swimmer? Uh, I I can swim. I can swim. Like I can pretty well. swim. I, I mean, balls okay. can turn into a fish over here. So. You can't swim, Craig. I can't swim. Okay, okay. Um, I don't breathe. Stream. But I what? can't. So I, I mean, like, we could dunk him in water and he'd be fine, but he can't, he can't, you know, um, just kind of paddle. <laughs> okay. Um, Should uh, we tie a rope on him? Oh, we're tying ropes on everyone. Oh. <laughs> um, and as you guys are standing there, um, Bilfrey and Ploff begin going around tying ropes around your waists are actually like kind of halfway up your torso and they're tying these really tight like double knots <laughs> like like double and triple tying them around your waist so now we're tied to the ship uh yeah and spooguber goes um this is for anyone who follows overboard um and then Bilfrey just like he's kind of stumbling over his words and Bilfrey just cuts him off and goes um these are slip knots all right and he begins pointing to the way that he shaped the knot he says you go overboard and the ship goes down you pull the bottom of this string and the whole knot will come apart but it won't otherwise yeah yeah Okay. okay. But if anyone goes overboard, you keep your eyes peeled. If anyone goes over and the rope is off the edge, you're not going to hear them. You're not going to see them. So you yeah. watch that rope that's off the edge and everyone begins pulling that rope back okay. onto the ship. Yeah? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Hold on the railings at the side. This central railing's your friend. And even though Spooker is the captain, like he's kind of quieting down while Bill Free starts like explaining. Uh, do we need to have anyone uh, below deck? Should we have like Norm? I mean, she's a lot more lighter weight. I don't you want just to hear fall from off. below deck. I'm not gonna be up there. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, Tello goes, I'm not too strong. I don't know how useful I'll be. Spiguber, can you think of a reason for me to be up here? And he goes, ah, and and Plof just like cuts in and goes, um, uh, no, go below deck. That's where we'll need you. And he nods and goes below. And she um she looks at Bill Free and he nods and Plof goes below deck as well. And he says, um, she's going to be down there to hold down any large items that come loose. Make sure that they um, stay down. All right, everyone. This is a storm. Your game faces. We're a crew now, I guess. And he begins tying himself up. And everyone I, begins tying themselves down. I say, I can magically make it to where people can breathe underwater and that they can walk on water if that helps at all. Yeah. Okay, you stay above deck. How many people can you do that on? I don't know how magic works. Uh, up to 10 people. Yeah, cast that on us. 
I'll, it only lasts for an hour, so I'll do okay. it as the storm comes. Okay. All right, all right. I mean, I have, um, I, I don't know how helpful this would be, but I have, um, I just, I recently learned it from my mother's spell book. Um, Milfrey's still listening, and he, as he yeah. listens to you, he walks over to the hatch door, slams it down, and there's a little locking mechanism on it. And he um, clicks it in shape. In, I can in peace. I can make kind of a, a shelter that would hold about nine people. I mean, it would be smaller than the boat, but um, it, I don't know how magic works. But if you feel it's appropriate, I mean, you will. balls. Uh, what do you think? Would that be any I'm sorry. help to us, possibly? I, I'm I'm kind of freaking out. What did, what did you say? Um, uh, like I could I could provide like a little bit of a shelter on top of the ship. I don't really know how it would. I don't know. Water can't get in it. Um, As you all are speaking, it, we would it would keep us dry. I don't really. The know. events that you guys are discussing begin to coalesce, and the and the on the horizon, slowly arriving, you can see this dark sheet of night rolling across the horizon, bringing an early evening, and everything below it is going dark. And in the very far distance, you see the slightest little. Flash of light. Yes, ma'am. DM, um, with Lehman's tiny hug, mm -hmm. would it be possible? I've only used the spell once and not as well. Mm -hmm. Would yeah. it be possible to cast it over, like, where the helm, the helm is and where Spagoober is? So could it keep. You can locate it over an area. Could it keep Spagoober safe while he's navigating? You can locate it over an area. Okay. Can okay. you see out of it when you're in it? Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, it's translucent. But no one else could see. And could I. Could I allow people to see it? You can him? make it whatever color you want. So I'm going to say if you want, it can be transparent. If you so desire. Okay. okay. That, yeah, that would be... So how long does it take to cast? Uh, oh, gosh, I got to get it out. Hold on. Okay, so you can be working on okay. that. Um, the, the sky begins to darken over the horizon. And a lot of the clouds that were above you begin rapidly moving away. And you guys realize that the winds from the storm in the distance are driving the other clouds away. And uh, the storm just begins gathering on the horizon. And now that you guys see it, oh, yeah. No, everything you can see to the north everywhere is one giant wall of gray over the over the ocean and the waves begin when the poor bat begins taking higher and higher crests on each wave going up higher and lower so the casting time is one minute it's a ritual okay do you begin working on it uh yeah i begin working on it it casts a 10 foot radius a mobile dome um so how are you casting this Ooh. <laughs> and what's what so 10 foot radius uh yeah where do you stick it uh, uh basically kind of make it so that um like here so that it goes from here to here yeah so that spagoober and me are within it uh Spagoober's kind of like in right the here. center of it i guess um, oh so you want to cast it right here yeah so it protects him while he's uh okay. so while he's uh like piloting the ship basically gotcha so ro you um you sort of sit next to the helm and yeah. begin casting and um uh it, it extends out um We'll say we'll say you cast it here for the sake of it, so that I can count the squares. Okay. And it goes That's fine. Um, five, ten, five, ten, five, ten, five, ten. So this it covers like the circle whole of the back of the ship is wow. covered. And um, what does it look like as you cast the spell, row? Slowly over the course of a minute. Yeah. So um, it's uh, so purple and green, um, like almost like smoke type starts to kind of swirl out of the loot or out of yeah out of the loot like and then around my feet kind Ooh. of and then it kind of like almost think of it like weaving so it like because it's a ritual so it weaves from the bottom of my feet and just kind of goes up as it's like creating oh. the dome and as the dome is being created the dome is like a like a mix of like purple and green <laughs> um and it's almost like um the song you're hearing almost sounds 
it very much sounds like like a like the old um tales of like sirens and stuff oh, in the wow. in the ocean and all like you almost kind of like a like a like, haunting yeah very haunting oh, so cool. t- all these major and minor chords yeah, yeah. Um, that's starting to play and it's creating this purple and green dome as it like weaves up and the colors intermix and then um by the end of it I kind of play the final note and I make it translucent so that everyone it's like, it still has a tiny tint of purple to it. So you can kind of see where the dome ends and begins, but it's transparent so that everyone can see in it and Shpaguber can obviously see out of it. Um, So this, this bubble forms over the back of the ship slowly and it's, it's beautiful and encouraging and also haunting. And the storm is just in the very far distance you hear momentarily. Far away, the rumblings of a storm, and the sky is growing darker, and the ship is starting to. So I cast Water Walk and Water Breathing on everybody. Okay. Um, Can you concentrate on both of those spells at once? Neither of them are concentration. Dude, sick! Okay. Also, make sure you guys both expend those spell slots. Yes. Yes. Um, Question. It says spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it, but could I allow his spell to be? Nope. No. Okay. Yep. So should have thought of that first. Boz, well, I mean, Boz can yeah. organize for everyone to stand in the dome while he okay. casts it. Cool. So on all the creatures inside the dome, no others, because it can't go beyond the dome. Um, you cast. Wait, am I inside the dome? Yeah, everyone's inside the dome. Everyone oh. above deck is inside the dome. Oh, oh yeah. You're okay. not getting the creatures below deck, but you cast water breathing and water walk. Can you cast water walk on that many people? It's up to ten. It's both for of both. Them. both are Dude, those ten. spells are sick. Okay, so Boz, what does it look like as you cast your spells? Um, uh, are there any holes in the floor that I can see to look below deck? No, Dang it's it. extremely watertight because it's a ship. For oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um. I just there's like a flash of green light as I like hit the staff on on the on the deck and nothing seems to happen but okay from what I said earlier you guys feel a sudden like sort of one of the breaths that you take in is a little sharper and colder than the others and you feel a little lighter and Boz just nods confidently at you guys Shpuguber sort of like grips the helm determinedly and uh, you guys start moving further and further towards this storm yes I want to do the biggest vibe check on Shpuguber and the, um, no 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 I'm going to do the uh, read mind thing Ooh, biggest, vibe okay. biggest vibe check so that's an intelligence saving throw for me yeah I want to know if he's thinking if we're going to like die okay. or something uh, um, off in the distance there's like sort of a sheet of sound and for a moment everything in front of you grows a little darker and you know how when rain comes in, it comes in as a wall. All of a sudden, mm. rain begins trickling over the boat and starts like making a thousand little tiny arrow fires from the sky of points of water smashing into the boat all around you. And uh, the, the air grows crisper and everyone is just sort of standing in, inside of the dome as the vessel goes forward and the storm grows closer and closer. Technically, the air wouldn't because the temperature and it's completely mild and nice inside the dome. That's true. You guys sense nothing. Um, um, but there's the muffled yeah. sound of, it kind of sounds like rain hitting a window if we're on outside. the outside of the bubble. <laughs> so everyone's standing inside the bubble and all around you guys, you can see uh, water flying everyone. So everyone's completely dry inside of the bubble and rain is falling on, side, uh, on the side of the hut, sounding like, like rain on a window, just all over the top of it. Um, uh, intelligence saving throw from Shpaguber. What's your DC? 16, yeah. Okay, he succeeds. As you sort of penetrate into his really? mind, you don't you don't feel or sense anything. Also, that's one of your three uses. Just keep track of that in your head. 
I feel so bad. Mine every like, time. I can do these magic things. And every, she's like, I every start time. Sometimes abilities work. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> I, you only roll good when... I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, good. yeah, that's the only time I roll good. Let's blame old. Old's like, eh, I don't feel like doing it today. <laughs> okay, so you guys are on the vessel and the storm is coming in and it's just building and building and building and the ship is starting to listing and uh, as the ship is listing up and down on the waves um you guys can see further off in the distance maybe like quarter miles ahead of you larger waves are starting to roll in the distance like small buildings hills rising and dissipating in the ocean and you realize oh this storm is plenty big and off in the distance you can start to hear now and you start to see pillars of light off far ahead of you um and uh oh, there's a storm coming does anyone do anything in these in these moments as it comes toward you brace myself um do i can i check and make sure we're still on course yes make a navigation check okay. bro wait what is navigation what survival that, okay that's what i thought Twelve. Okay. You're in a storm. Who knows? <sighs> Does everyone know what a group skill check is? Uh, no. A group skill check is where there are rounds um, that I will offer you all to propose uh, possible actions that you might take. Then when you guys suggest actions, I will give you co co corresponding uh, ability checks to make. I will average the roles that you guys get, and based on DCs determined for that round, if you guys as a group pass, there will be certain consequences, and if you fail, there will be certain consequences. And you all are trying to succeed out of a certain total, and that is how we are going to play this storm. Ooh. I would like to cast Guidance on Jackie and see if she can copy it. Gotcha. If you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, get, roll her real quick. Hey, Bulls. Yeah? Um, you know that lovely little thing you do called Guidance? I'm on the same track Recently, I just figured out that if you cast, um, you know, something like that on me, that I can attempt to recreate it for like 24 hours. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I do it. Okay. So how does, do I need to yep. roll for you guidance? You still have to use the 15. I have to use the check. ability, so charisma. Okay, that's right. Duh. Uh, can I cast guidance on Ro? It is a nat one. Oof, not right now, Chief. All right, well, Greta, me and you, Guidance is our best friend. Yes, sir. Uh, DM, mm -hmm. if, I cast, if I cast Guidance on Ro and then Lennon also cast Guidance on Ro, is um, that could possible? She, could she try it? You may try. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, wait, Greta, you know how to do Guidance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, sorry, you guys, as you guys are having the conversation, the storm is starting to roll in closer. The light of the, of the atmosphere of the area around you begins to grow dark, like oh. you guys have suddenly stepped into dusk, but the dome continues to glow. And you guys, you start to see the light, the, the light purple um, energy from the dome beginning to scatter and refract over the waves. You guys are starting to look like a beacon in the darkness, mm -hmm. listing. And every single time the boat goes up and down now, the poor bed is starting to bob like five feet in difference of height up and down over waves and the rain is starting to come down in sheets all around you and so you guys are starting to have to shout to talk okay. to each other charisma check mm -hmm. as I shouted up yeah. yeah did you cast it on me I'm guessing yeah do I add the guidance to the charisma check technically speaking yes <laughs> okay 
So my question is, can two people cast guidance on... No, you've just wasted a, a guidance, but that's no, okay. I'm yeah, like two people can both cast it on the same person, but she's just guided. There's not double guidance. Okay. There's not bonus guidance. Yes, ma'am, would you roll? Nine. Doesn't take. The magic's <laughs> foreign. Does not the want divine, me to do this the right divine now. magic is foreign to your arcane perceptions. And um, uh, as this fails, the storm begins to... And there's a more cracks of thunder and peals. And just off in the distance next to you, there's a... And a pale streak of light, 300 feet to your right, rockets down out of the sky and makes contact oh with waves. And a larger wave begins to roll around the ship. And finally, Shpagoober from the helm goes, okay, guys, I think we're in it. And um, what are you guys doing as you reach into this first round of the storm? Bracing oh, myself. Oh, Shpagoober, what do you need us to do? Um... Uh, Shpigoober goes, uh, he, uh, he, as you look up and he's holding the helm, he's sort of like struggling with it a little bit. Oh, I want to help And he in. goes, um, he goes, um, uh, Craig, can you get up here? And yeah, hold for the sure, for sure. Place? Okay, so Craig, you ha like, how do you hop I just over jump the railing? Over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you just vault it and you poof, up on the deck. You run up next to him and uh, he sort of like, he lets you get on either side of him so your arms are around him because as as short as you are, you're bigger than he is. And he lets you like sort of hold your arms on either side of the helm and he just starts basically pointing where it needs to be and you begin gripping it like, I'd like you to make an athletics check. Ah! Well, that's a 15 right there. Is okay. that enough? Because I, can, I have, okay, that's a 20, a uh, dirty 20. Okay, with a 20. Craig, you grip the helm and your muscles sort of like flex and peel against your armor, which creaks a little bit. And the helm goes from like rocking slightly to just... <clears throat> being held in place and you lock it in. I want to read his mind again. Okay, intelligence saving throw. You're joking! Well, you don't roll for it. I do. Oh, but I thought I had I to... Because I save against your ability. <gasps> oh, right. I forgot. Did you roll it a natural one? Yeah, I did. I did. And I rolled a 23. What is oh with all the ones gosh. today? All these six level abilities are like... Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, you do not... Uh, you. But I'll tell you what. You can make an inside check of DC 5. Five. That is He's scared crapless. He's <laughs> so terrified. You could ask him. <laughs> you could <laughs> just ask him. And you actually get a nine because you have plus four on inside. Um, Goober would probably so tell you. He's terrified, but you're sort okay. of like holding the helm in place. Does anyone else do anything as the storm what? is like setting upon you all? Yeah? I wanted to say something to Shabagoober. Okay. Um, Shabagoober, I know that you're scared right now. I know this is a very scary moment, uh -huh. but you are one of the best captains I've ever seen. You've got this. We're going to do great. We're going to... This, we're going to live to tell the tale of this story. Uh -huh. We're going to do awesome. Persuasion I'm here check. for you. Persuasion check. Okay, persuasion. That would be a 10. I could cast... Shpigoober just goes, uh-huh. Also, the way that this is going to work, there's going to be rounds to this, so you guys are going to be able to do a thing is the way that this is going to work, you know? Wait, the whole, like... Each person can I'm going to give rounds to these ability checks. You can do a thing. So you can't be like, okay, I'm going to tie this and then cast this and then talk to this and then open this and then you guys but can do a thing. But each person can do a thing. Each person can do a thing. So does anyone else have any other actions they want to take this turn? Um, as you guys begin to rock violently, Billfree like puts one hand on both of the railings and sort of squats down and squeezes. Everyone is having to hold on to things now because the ship is starting to list violently just up and down through the waves. Um, what is anyone else doing? I want to anchor my staff on the ground. On the ship. Oh, cool. Okay. And I want to basically say, like, okay, guys, like, if this is something to hold on to, like, if you need to hold on to it. Okay. So, Boz, um, make an arcana check for me. Or, no, wait. Actually, I'm sorry. What's your casting ability? Wisdom, right? Uh, yeah, it's Make wisdom. a general wisdom check instead. Okay. It's, uh, 
27. <gasps> um, okay, so Boz, uh, you, I assume, shout, you know, like, hold yeah. on to me. And you raise up your staff, and as you lift it, you push it down into the deck. I want it to... Like Lady Andra was saying, oh, you can kind of will this thing to do stuff. And this, the tiny roots from the bottom go... And they spread out suddenly in this huge spiraling design, and they like they like grip into the wood and twist up some of the wood of the deck and begin like spiraling, holding into it. And the base of the staff grows larger, like you just watched a plant grow suddenly, and a, be- a bit of the bark at the beginning at the bottom begins to fracture, and some of the wood beneath it is green, like it's young and alive. And as it holds down in the deck, the gems flares slightly, and it is held in place. Anyone who wants to hold on to this staff can. And it's going to be where I'm at behind Spagoober. Yeah. So I'll say anyone who wants to try and make their checks to hold on with the staff can add a plus one to whatever their, their oh, nice. strength, you know, am athletics I, check is. Bro, you're here. Boz is here. So you can turn around and hold on to it if you okay, so Okay, because I was like, that's probably this the is closest you, this is thing Boz. to me. Yeah. So. Do you turn around and hold on to it? Yeah. Athletics check. That's good because your strength modifier is really good. Could I cast plant growth on the staff? Possibly. That'd be interesting to you see. You can certainly try. Six. Gotcha. Um, Ro, you turn around and you hold on and you're like, you're stumbling, like every single time a wave comes, you're like slipping off of it. Um, does anyone do anything else? No one needs to, Greta? You, you don't that, need to do everything every round. Do you want to do something? No. Does that count as my yes. thing? Okay. This is the first round of ability checks. Okay. So I'm going to do math and an average now. Your average was looking really good and then Ro rolled a six. I'm so sorry. Something weird is happening. It's my okay. dice tray. <laughs> okay. Um, so... As, as the ship uh, begins to list, a wave comes directly at you guys, and the ship um, like begins to, it, it pulls up and pulls up, and you guys are on the vessel, and then you're up, and then you're up, and you guys reach like a 45 degree incline at one point, and people are holding on to things, and the ship crests over the wave, and then rides down and crashes forward, and as it crashes forward and meets the ocean, the front of the, of the vessel goes below water for a moment. And as it crashes forward, a huge spray of water uh, like <laughs> rises up over the front of the deck and just and it crashes over the dome. <gasps> so you watch you watch the so boat cool. crash forward in the water and then sea ocean water sprays up over the front. And just like um, like the scene from Atlantis where they create a force bubble and all the lava like magmates like hardens over it, just scatters over it and washes right off of the bubble and everyone is holding fast in position you guys all rock violently and um i want an athletic saving throw from everyone here saving or strength strength saving throw excuse me uh just remember you can abby you can use guidance on somebody within five feet of you after they do their roll okay so like if somebody rolls poorly like me right there Maybe like me right there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Billfree rolls a 23. So as the ship um, like, like lists upward, he's holding on hard and as it crashes down forward, the whole vessel rocks and he just grabs the wood super hard. His biceps push against like his armor and he's just held steadfast in place. I have got a 10. Okay. So it's a and saving throw? You can add a plus one because you're holding on to your staff. That's, well, that's with the plus do one. I, oh, shoot. Do I get a plus one as well? You do. On? Okay. What do you get, Ro? Uh, well, it was a natural 20. Ah! Oh! But, but my strength is negative two, but I plus get the plus one, one so it's so a 19. 19, but it was a natural 20, so. Okay. Um, Craig? Wait, so this was saving throws, strength right? Saving okay, so this was a 17. <sighs> nice. My rolls are all over the place today. 
Uh, Greta? A six. Oof. Okay. Uh, is that everyone? Yes. Yeah. Because um, the others are below deck. So Billfree is solid in place with a 23. Um, Ro, as it crashes downward, you squeeze, and your, your grip starts to slip. Um, but as it holds on, a couple little tendrils from the staff whip out and grab around your wrists and hold you in place. So you feel yourself slipping, and then like a couple roots like sort of grab the back of your heels, and you are held in place for a moment as you crash forward. Craig, the wave crashes. You grab onto the onto the um, the helm, and the wood creaks a little bit under your immense strength, which is excellent because you're standing behind Spagoober currently. I'm um, protecting so him. So I guess Boz is actually kind of over here because broken hold. So you know, yada yada. Um, that's great because he I rolled a nat twenty, and then the dice rolled over to a two, so his total was going to be an an unnatural one. But instead of flying backward off the ship, he just hits into your chest and is held in place you, by bro. the force of you. Oh and Spagoober like literally grabs backward on your arms. He's terrified. He's shaking. Who um, has the mass? It's just spinning now. It's me. Craig is holding it. Oh, iron okay. tight. Um, and what was your role, Greta? Six. Six, that's Six. right. I almost forgot that. Greta leaves the deck. <gasps> so Greta, as, as the ship crashes forward, you go to hold on to the staff and you, um, well, you know what high impact feels like. Um, you are thrown off of your feet. And Greta flies, the length of each of these ropes has been tied at 20 feet. Greta flies off of the back of the vessel. And Greta, you fly through the air and you... Everything goes from temperately controlled, sudden force. You feel a violent pain in your ribs. Oh my gosh. And I'd actually like you to take a point of force damage from the rope yanking you backward. And you crash into the ocean water and you are being pulled behind the boat 